in case you missed it, my book Anatomy of Abundance hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine Organization. Shine Organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. Hey there, I'm so excited you're joining me today. Today's episode is all about, hmm, what should we call this episode? How to not be stuck in heartbreak. (laughs) Yes, I love that. How to not be stuck in heartbreak. My guest today is Morgan Rockwell. She's a spiritual coach and certified Akashic Records practitioner and healer. She works primarily in assisting others in mending their broken hearts and bringing more love and joy into their lives so they can create a life aligned with their heart's inner calling. That's so beautiful. Welcome, Morgan. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, boy. So we have a lot to unpack here. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we have, you know, there's what you do, but also the journey that led to you, led you to be into this field of spiritual coach and practitioner and healer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, start with your background. What's your background? So my background is totally unrelated to what I do now. Um, I have a background in traditional Chinese medicine. Um, so I had an acupuncture clinic back in the States. I had have been in TCM and integrative medicine for about 10 years. I did take a specialty in fertility, but I also worked with kind of like all the weird cases where nobody ever knew what was really going on with somebody. Like TCM is such a great place for those for those of us with odd things happening in our body to land because it just has so much um, value. So um, yeah, background is all in medicine and I have a very science mind, but I was able to integrate and find my niche in spirituality and becoming a healer through all that science mind, which is also a fun part of my story. Wow. So based on the science, what um, what did you know about like dealing with heartbreak, you know? Yeah. And so that at that moment, there was probably nothing science coming into it. It was all intuition. And why that occurred for me was the way that it all unfolded in the first place. I ended up leaving the States and selling my practice, wanting to have like a year abroad. And um, I was told I could have a work visa in Portugal. And so I thought, well, that might be kind of cool. Go spend a year there and then figure out where I want to come back to in the States and and 
start over again. I wasn't really happy where I was at living not far north. And well, the information was incorrect. I ended up meeting somebody. We had two kids here and the rest is history. So where intuition really came in is as things really snowballed and the relationship wasn't as supportive and loving the way that I needed it to be. So many changes happened so fast. I feel like my nervous system got fried and I sort of found myself waking up to my life and going, oh my God, how did I get here? I was just in a place where I was just really, really unhappy. I'd given up my career. Um, I know a lot of women experience feelings of change and what happened to me when they have children. So I didn't know how much of that had occurred versus really just knowing in my gut, the relationship that I was in was not for me. And it became very, very clear. And it became very, very heartbreaking being stuck. Like, what do I do? Right? I'm in this marriage with this person and we have two little people. How do I fit into this equation? I still get a future, right? Like that was something I really, really struggled with. Yeah. I mean, I definitely know those feelings of having that pivotal point in a relationship where something in your heart's like, this is not for me. Yeah. You know, and I'm not having my needs met and Mm -hmm. something has to change. Yeah. And what came really clear to me is that it was not on the other person. It was moments along the way where I had either chose to ignore my intuition or I didn't know what to do about it. Or I was so scared or embarrassed to be like, you know what? This is not what I really wanted. I did not have the power or the words to speak up around that. And so it was those kind of markers along the way, if you will, you can call them red flags, you can call them situations, whatever. Those moments where I chose to ignore my intuition is what was more heartbreaking than the relationship falling apart in the first place. I really felt I betrayed myself. Wow. Okay. I know that too. I know those feelings too of ignoring your intuition, ignoring the signs. Yeah. Um, Because right before I got married, I got some information and I ignored it. And that's why I'm bringing it up because we're not alone. And it's okay to have this happen and to know that you may have gone through with it in any way. But there are ways to go back and repair that and heal that within you because we can tend to hold these these situations and happenings where we betray our our intuition and our own trust. And we can, at an energetic level, infer that to other people where we begin to mistrusting or maybe not open our heart to others or other situations because of what has happened in the past. So when I was to the moment where I really knew that, all right, I need to be out of this relationship in order for myself to go on in a healthy and happy state. Um, I really, really wanted help and assistance on how to do that, yet I wanted to do it myself. And it was this really difficult place to be because no one's advice, nobody could tell me what to do, but I needed somebody to tell me how to do it. So the idea of the feeling like we can't change our mind, like once we make Mm -hmm. a decision and we commit to something, we feel like we can never, like we have to move forward. We feel like we don't owe ourselves the grace of like, you know what, that's really not this is really not for me. Let me just stop right here. Yeah. And what I had, what the biggest lesson I learned, and this is all tied into the Akashic records, like when I came across them, they've sort of called to me my whole life, but they came to me at this moment and they provided this sweet spot for me to receive guidance and support from my guides and from my masters. And it allowed me to follow through with my own steps of intuition. 
And what I came to realize looking back is I was not empowered enough to know that it was 100% okay and sufficient to say, you know what, this is not an alignment for me. Coming from a place of being a really big paper pleaser, I was taught to like over qualify my answers and overshare information and back myself up with all of these points of arguments as to why I should or shouldn't want anything. And by healing that and stepping into my own power, just saying, you know what, it's not in alignment for me is enough. Wow. And, that, you know, people please, when, when you hear it, it's like, oh, it just sounds really light. But no, that's really a trauma response. Like that's like, well, becomes a way of being like it overshadows yeah. everything. And it's not light. It's anything but there's so much to unpack and it's exhausting. Like the mm-hmm. amount of energy that it takes from you mentally, physically, emotionally is huge. And it's because we don't see half of the behaviors going on. It's just like, like you say, it's a trauma. So it's very subconscious. We just go from these places that without really checking in. Exactly. And then that transfers from one relationship or friendship to another, you know, Mm -hmm. the same patterns. And oftentimes to feel like to get out of that mode, we feel like we either need to run or leave the relationship or break everything off fully, but we're going to pick back up right where we left off if we don't go into that space and think about, well, why do I need to just run away from this situation? What about in me can be healed? What about what patterns am I holding, old habits, behaviors, things like that that are no longer serving? Wow. So what was your road like to becoming a spiritual coach? You know, we know you have the experience. What type of additional, Mm -hmm. you know, training? So becoming an Akashic Records practitioner was a huge, huge milestone for me. So I have a certified, I'm a certified Akashic Records practitioner and healer. So as a practitioner, I can give readings from other people's records. For those of you who don't know who at the Akashic Records are, they are an energetic field of infinite possibilities. And every deed, thought, and action from the inception of your soul is recorded there. So we can go in, open your records, speak with your guardians, your masters of your records, and ask them support, love, and guidance on any and all areas of your life. So if you're having, you know, these really odd toxic relationship patterns, we can look at that. If you're having money patterns, if you're wanting to know what job or career field you should go into because they pertain to information in the past, present, and future. The modern world bombards our brains with an overwhelming amount of inputs and stressors. Our brains are struggling to adapt. A lack of brain balance means many of us are anxious, looking for energy in the wrong places, and struggling to get a good night's sleep. The solution is BrainTap. BrainTap combines a variety of proven methods that restore balance to your brain for optimal performance of mind and body. This technology communicates directly with your brain so you don't have to do anything. Simply sit back, relax, and push play. Central to BrainTap technology is the concept of brainwave entrainment. The brain will naturally synchronize with external rhythms. And several modalities are used to accomplish this, including binaural beats, isochronic tones, guided visualization, 10-cycle holographic music, and with the BrainTap headset, you'll have the added benefit of light frequencies. The overall benefits of BrainTap include improved clarity, improved quality of sleep, and more energy. 
Start your brain fitness journey today with a 14-day free trial. Click on the link in the show notes. So what's that process like? Like, what's the timeline for the process that you take people through? I learned through a mentor. Amy Robeson is a master Akashic Records practitioner. Um, There are lots of ways into the records. Uh, You can find books and things like that. Some of them are very long and drawn out. Amy teaches a very non-long drawn out process, a very quick and manageable But it's like any practice, right? It's a spiritual practice. You have to continue to do it. So anybody who's first starting out, I highly recommend working with an Akashic Records practitioner to understand what it's like to be in the right frequency, right vibration, getting into your records. I work from the records with all of my clients. Not everyone is interested in learning how to get into their own records, but they sure want the information that's there to help them through these moments because you can ask the how to And this is where I figured out what I was going to do through my divorce, was able to access the records and say, okay, what is my next step in aligning to, you know, separating and to staying in alignment with, you know, X, Y, Z, all of these steps along the way. And I had a huge curveball thrown because I really wanted to go back to the U.S., which again, looking back, was probably just a trauma response. I wanted to move there with my two children um, because that was home to me. Um, Yet they were born here and their father's Portuguese and their grandmother's Portuguese. And it wasn't out of spite or unfairness. It was absolutely a trauma response that I wanted to go home. Um, Portuguese law would not allow me to move out of the country with my children. And in this exact moment, I found I had this, you know, court order held to me that I have to live here. Part of me absolutely shattered. And the other part of me that was very in touch with my records, my my guide showed me this very beautiful vision of this life that I will create and will have um, cultivated for myself here in Europe. So it was comforting to know that this was part of a larger plan, even though it felt shattering and horrible in that moment, I was able to see there's more pieces to the puzzle that I don't understand yet. Yeah. And I think in so many situations, we feel powerless, like that paper defined, you know, totally the rest of your life. But then within that, you still found a way to create a sense of peace and joy Mm -hmm. and get unstuck, really. Absolutely. Because I could have, I had a choice in that moment to stay stuck and stay angry and stay bitter and really, it would have defeated the purpose of everything because I felt like I was stuck and a prisoner in my marriage. And my road to freedom was not going, it was like one last obstacle for the the universe to be like, do you really want freedom? Or are you going to hold on to this pattern of being stuck? And I really chose the freedom. And it's been it's been beautiful and it's been a blessing. There are still parts of the equation that I'm figuring out to where everyone has the maximum amount of joy and love and happiness and support. But that's part of the journey, right? Like we don't all know the answers of everything at the same time. Exactly. And how did, you know, feeling those feelings of powerless and realizing if you got stuck in the anger and all that, how that would affect your children? Because let's talk yeah. about the energy we pass on to those close to us, you know, that yeah, we t- and- take care of. Kids, you think you can hide it? Oh, no, no. <laughs> they they will call you on it. And 
in all sorts of ways that you can't even imagine. And so it's really taught me how to not suppress my emotions on a deeper, deeper level. It's taught me how to articulate my emotions and my feelings. My boys are quite little. They're five and a half and four. But it's really challenged me to try and put words that will make sense to them for what's going on for mom and what might be going on for them and how people can shift and flow through all of these emotions and that we're not supposed to be statically happy all of the time. And it's really created a really nice environment where my boys, I can see them thriving. They're very secure and happy. And they also know it's okay if they've had a rough day, they have a safe place that they can express that. Yeah. And I think each moment is a new opportunity. And sometimes we get stuck in the feeling and then, I don't know, it's almost like it feels familiar. So then we dig deeper and we get stuck into it further. Totally. Yeah. So talk more about like frequency and vibration. Yeah. So frequency and vibration are huge in, in terms of not coming getting stuck in things and especially with heartbreak. So in my situation, which I know a lot of people can relate to, if you're in a, feeling stuck in a relationship, you're feeling stuck after a breakup and things like that, we have a tendency to close our heart off to things that have hurt us, whatever trauma. But the thing is, everything holds a different frequency and vibration. A person does not hold the same vibration as does money, as does joy, as does success, as does happiness. And so we need to learn the art of discernment through our heart. And so being able to really take a look in your heart and be discerning about, I am willing to open my heart to the frequency of joy. I am willing to open my heart to love because we do not have to attach those to a specific person or people in general. And how will one start that process? Does it? What does it involve? Stillness? What does it involve? Certain um, mantras? Yeah, you can use you can use stillness. You can use mantras. I like to start with people really catching their feelings. Um, so if you find yourself really frustrated or really angry, there is no harm in being in those quote unquote lower vibration frequencies and feelings. There's nothing negative or positive. It's all kind of pointing us in a direction where we want to go. So if when I would find myself being extremely just frustrated about everything, I would stop and catch myself, allow myself to feel that frustration, literally tell my brain, I'm going to void out that feeling, that emotion. I'm going to stamp it out and I'm going to choose peace. You know, it might be a big leap to choose happiness or joy from frustration. So choose stillness, quiet, peace, something that puts you in a space of a higher frequency and vibration. And then try with all your might to recall a memory, bring in all of those feelings of peace or whatever you chose into your body and being. And that's going to make you more aware of what you're thinking because your thoughts are creating your reality and your thoughts can get really stuck into loops. And those loops can really fix in our subconscious mind and they can actually perpetuate our behavior. So um, I often say like broken hearts repeat themselves. It's because we get stuck in these loops of thinking these different things. And some of it is what we witnessed as kids, what we saw happen through our parents or trauma we experienced at school or something. Those thought patterns can be kind of like running in the background. So the more you're able to quiet down that noise, get still, catch your feelings, be very aware of what you're putting 
out through your mind, as well as how are you talking about yourself? What are the things you're saying about yourself? What are you thinking about yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror? Or when you think back to a relationship or a broken breakup or a broken heart, how are you thinking about yourself? Because that is also sending some really big signals out and can keep us stuck. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, the impact of being stuck in certain frequencies for too long, like the lower Mm -hmm. vibration and that energy and what kinds of things that can cause. Yeah, absolutely. When we get really stuck in these lower vibrations and frequencies, lots of things can occur. And it kind of starts on an energetic level, right? Um, We might not be manifesting the things that we desire. We might be saying we want to manifest a loving, supportive relationship, but we're still thinking really kind of low vibrational thoughts about ourselves. We're not speaking very kindly. We think back to a breakup and we're kind of traumatized. Well, it's going to keep us in this holding pattern or it will create a the same relationship or the same experience to show up in your world again, because you weren't able to shift out of that frequency. I have a super radical view on soulmates. Um, Soulmates are all frequency based. So imagine you are attracting a certain frequency into your world and these relationships are not working out. We as a soul have signed up to have connection and lesson and impact with other souls the more we heal and raise the frequency, the higher frequency of a soulmate we are to attract. And this is all on growth rate patterns. So this is a super radical view, but I think there's something to it because we see this all the time in manifesting. If you don't like what you're manifesting, change your vibe, change your frequency, right? Yes. So in terms of soulmates, the same. Um, I also see getting stuck in a low vibration frequency can start to have physical effects. We might be having some random pains we didn't have before. We might be having some symptoms that don't really correlate. And some of us can go down the symptom rabbit hole. Some of us really do have a physical health issue that can be activated by these lower vibrations and frequencies. And I use that term because we all have viruses and things running around in us that are are not active. They are dormant. And when we get stuck in these really low vibes for a really long time, it really gives rise for them to activate and kind of work themselves out in our physical body. Yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, when you're, you know, having heartbreak, you may be feeling it like in these lower centers and then it'd Mm -hmm. be like gastrointestinal issues and totally people lack of energy, not exactly. Well, Maybe your appetite, you have none, or maybe your appetite goes through the roof. You see these physical changes coming out through heartbreak. I like to talk about the energetic anatomy of heartbreak. When some life event happens, it scatters our energy. And we can have aspects of our energy frozen in moments in time. So there might be part of you And it might look like, oh, I just didn't get resolution. I need closure. You might feel that's what it's like. But parts of your energy are really lingering back. And it's really important to go back and find out where they are, not through so much getting closure with the other person, but getting closure and reconciling with yourself so that energy can come back to you so you can move forward more wholly, more complete and raise that vibration and frequency. You know what? Because so often we focus on the other person 
mm-hmm. you know, giving us that, but we have to give it to ourselves. We do. I absolutely do. Because again, when our heart gets broken, we've placed our source of love outside of us. And that's not to say that that is a wrong or bad thing to do. But if unless we have this really strong foundational source of love within us in the first place, we are going to get shaken to bits. And what I've learned through my own journey and working with so many clients, it's so important. The stronger that source of internal love and stronger that internal foundation is, the less shakable you are when a breakup happens or a life event happens. You have a foundation to come back to. You have strength to pull from. Wow. Just thinking how many years people go on without um, using themselves as that that one source. Yeah. It's not something that's really taught to us in any way, shape or form. And it's becoming something really, really important to look at and to see because we are our own sovereign being. We are responsible for creating our own life. And the more we can put that source of happiness and joy and love within us, that is the frequency that's going to reflect and attract and create that reality that we so desire. So would you say that the happiness, joy, and love are things that we can learn how to define for ourselves? You know, because so often we have this visual model attached to what we see outside of ourselves in the media or on, Mm -hmm. you know, through our friends, like watching how they express happiness, joy, and love. Yeah. So there's lots of ways that I look at that with my clients. One, we need to allow ourselves to rid of that social conditioning, that external conditioning, whether it be since we were little girls, we watch Disney movies and this is what a prince and this is what a princess looks like. If it's still even in current, you know, rom-coms and things like that, we need to allow ourselves to break free from that conditioning and define love on our own terms. What does love mean for you? We also have familial expectations to look at, and whether we like it or not, we all have ancestral trauma that is handed down and we are carrying, and that could be something as simple as how your great-great-great-great-great-grandparents learned to give and receive love, and it may have worked just fine and dandy for them, but chances are it needs a little updating and modernizing for you to feel seen and heard, because those weren't things that those generations back really brought into their their marriage, right? Maybe there was a few special ex- expectations, but life was based more upon survival. It wasn't about, am I feeling really seen and heard in my relationship? And we have this beautiful time that we're able to bring more of us to a relationship and have it be cared for and have it be seen and witnessed. So it's really important to clean up any of that old ancestral trauma, look at family expectations, It's also really important to get to know ourselves and what love means for us and getting comfortable, but that that definition is perfectly acceptable. Wow. I feel like I need to work with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a powerful step when we start looking at it from the other side of the coin, because otherwise we are always holding ourselves to a standard we will never achieve. And that perpetuates us feeling not good enough, not worthy enough, feeling like I'm broken or something's wrong with me. These are all things I hear out of the mouth of every single client. And I felt them all myself. Like, okay, love is for everyone else, not for me, obviously. But there was nothing obvious about it. You know, I really wanted to like 
to to unpack this in a way that why was why did I feel like love was for everyone else and not for me? And this is what I came to find out. Wow. What an amazing journey you've been on. And you're still on it. We're still on the journey, right? Yeah, we are. And I, I love that I've hit it now and, and really had these big aha moments and how I can, what I can teach my children around love. And it's way more beyond like gender roles and what a man should feel about love and woman to really turning it back in and helping them cultivate their own sense of what love means for them. Wow. So what would your top three tips be for someone who has been stuck and brokenhearted? Yeah. It's so important to know that healing from a broken heart, you know, you hear the onion analogy all the time, but I was always like, like, what's at the middle? Because mm. we never, ever finish. So the way that it's been shown to me is like a spiral staircase. And when we're in the trauma, we're in the sadness, we're in the grief, we're really stuck. We are at the bottom rung and we are clinging to the drama. And I say that in the most loving way, but I, we're just clinging to the way things unfolded is what I mean when I say drama. We're clinging to the event. And as we begin to move up and around, like we might be working on things that we didn't know, some patterns, some behaviors, old people pleasing, and it might be in the face of that relationship, or it might come up in a completely different way. The more and more we go up, the easier it is to step up over those fears, over that trauma. And so to give yourself permission to not have to work on it 24-7. And that's why I love that spiral staircase. You're going to come to something that's going to rub up against your heartbreak. Does not mean your whole world is based upon that. You can look at that, see what triggered you around it, and explore from there. The next tip that I have is when you are feeling things over heartbreak and feeling stuck, step aside, take a deep breath, Allow yourself to suspend judgment for just a minute and get really curious about either why you're feeling the way you are or what is underneath that. Because we can often have a situation or a memory that triggers us and it's not exactly attached to that memory or that situation. It could be, it's typically something deeper. And the last one I love to give like a practical tip or a tool to when you're stuck in your mind, you're feeling stuck in heartbreak, you're stuck in anywhere, journaling in this very particular way is super, super helpful. So it's more or less free writing. You can, and it doesn't have to be anything heavy. It can be five minutes a day. You can write about the cup of coffee you started drinking this morning. You know, maybe it was disappointing because it was cold and bitter. And before you know it, things are going to come out of your pen that you did not know it was there. And I have clients write because the act of holding a pen and putting it to paper keeps the conscious mind, the thinker mind busy. And when it has a job, that subconscious mind can come over, come forward and have the floor. So you might start be writing about something that happened to you, maybe in your teenage years, in your 20s at college, something you didn't know was in there. Maybe you got triggered the other week in traffic and something about that came out and it related back to something that happened with your parents. You never know. It's always a wild ride. But this doing the subconscious writing is so, so revealing and gives you a place to start of where you can really look to begin healing. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Um, please share um, how listeners can get in touch with you, find you on social media. Yeah. So my website is morganrockwell.com. And that's phonetically M-O-R-G-A-N-R-O-C-K. 
W-E-L-L. And you can find me on Facebook where I have most, a lot of my goodies I do. Sometimes I do free Akashic Records readings. Sometimes I do free healings. Um, that's Morgan Rockwell 111 is my username on Facebook. And again, the same for Instagram, Morgan Rockwell 111. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Morgan. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been my pleasure. All right, friends, that's it for today's episode. Please subscribe to the show and write us a review. Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.